It's a joy to be with you again. Uh, what a wonderful time uh, we have just to look at the opportunities that are in the world today to, uh, to share God's love with the people. People are waiting to hear the message of hope. People are really waiting to listen to something that they miss. They've been looking at options everywhere. But you know, the only one in the history of mankind that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And he's the one we want to introduce to the people. He's the one that would give his word to change nations. We're not just interested in seeing individuals, but we want nations to repent and come and kneel at the feet of the cross and know that the only way is through Jesus. First of all, I want to bring you the greetings of your brothers and sisters uh, from Jordan and the Middle East. Uh, It is a joy for my wife, Suzanne, myself to be with you here and thank you for your partnership. Thank you for standing with us in the gap for many years uh, with your prayers and support and coming also with teams that uh, literally blessed us in Jordan. And we continue to, in this country of Jordan, to to be that island of peace in the area, to welcome many refugees from all over uh, the place to come and find refuge, find a little place for rest. And we take that opportunity instead of going to missions outside, the missions are coming. You know, the people are coming to us right at our doorsteps. And we just pray in Jesus' name that the Lord will give us the strength to share his love with the people. To do that, we need to go first to learn from the Lord Jesus himself. And let's read from the the word of God this morning. And it is in our culture and in many other churches that when we read the word of God, we stand up. Would we stand up to respect God's word? And we're going to read from the book of Luke at this time. And it says, on one occasion, in Luke 10, 25 to 37, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, you have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who's my neighbor? That's a good question. Who's my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving leaving him literally half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, a stranger, a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, 
he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring an oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he looked out to Dinari and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Now the big question, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. May be seated. Who is our neighbor? Who are the people that we care for? Definitely, we start with our own families, with the people that we love. Easy to love those that love us. Easy to care about those that are around us. But what if suddenly somebody from the other side of the fence comes and he is in need? What about if somebody comes and as it is very cold, and I remember last time when I came here, there was snow and it was so cold, and finally you're at home under your blanket and it's all nice and somebody knocks at the door. Would you give me some bread? My children are starving. We really need some help. Come on, I'm just, just in my bed. I'm just relaxed. I'm just happy here. And why are you trying to change things in my life to interrupt, you know, my routine? Why do you do that? Well, why? Because this is what real love is. Sacrifice. I would get up. I would go to my fridge. I get some stuff. Go to the club and get some bread and just bring it and say, my neighbor, I love you and I want to give you that. Although maybe you're not from my race, you're not from my color, you're not from my country, I still want to do something for you. I want to love you. Because this is what Jesus did for us. As we were sinners, Jesus came and he didn't just say, I love you. It's, you know, it's very easy to say, I love you. Very easy. But prove it. We need to prove it. Jesus proved his love to us. The Father sent his Son, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Son. He loved and gave. And giving is when it hurts. It's not giving from the extras we have. That's a nice philanthropy. But giving is when it hurts. And you know, in our country, as we have so many people coming from around, um, we find ourselves in a position that we really want to stretch out and tell them about God's love. In one incident, I'll tell you a couple of stories. Um, I was in a, um, in a city near Amman, and there is a family from Syria, refugees. This guy owned a farm, he had a lot of olive trees, and we have olive trees in Jordan. Um, and then there was some problem, and they came and just blew everything. They destroyed the house. This guy came to Jordan. It's a long story. Came to Jordan with his family, with his children and grandchildren. Fourteen of them 
literally live, living in Jordan in underground. And there is this man that's sitting in the corner, totally devastated, lost everything. What do you do? Of course, we brought him some stuff. We brought him some, you know, blankets, some heaters, it was cold at that time, and some food. And then I came close to him. And the closer I got to discover this man probably didn't shower for a month or something, and it's not the best feeling, but what do you do? I said, Lord, I cannot come even closer. The Lord said, you go and hug this man. He needs this love. He said, Lord, I can't do it. And Jesus said, you can't do it, but I can. Go and be my hands and feet and show my love to the people that need it. Not your way, but my way. I remember coming close to him, and as I hugged him, at that moment, I felt I'm really hugging Jesus Christ himself. And that verse in the Bible came so true. Whatever you have done to the least of those you have done unto me. Is it easy? No. Is it easy to go to the cross? Of course not. But Jesus did it for us. Why can't we go and help people? Who is my neighbor? Everybody is my neighbor. Even those that I don't love. Even those that hurt me. Guys, many of us have been hurt in our lives. All of us. Maybe from our childhood. Maybe from our own family members. Maybe from friends. Maybe from teachers. Maybe from bosses in our work, colleagues, etc. The way to get out of this is to forgive and love. I tell you, in my own family, my parents uh, came from uh, the land of Palestine back in 1948, uh, leaving large piece of land and a lot of belongings that are ours. When we came out. Would we forgive what happened to us? Not easy. But you know what? When the Lord fills your heart with his spirit, you will act like Jesus. And this is what I saw in my parents. No bitterness. Total forgiveness. All behind. Look ahead. That's why I grew up with my six other siblings. Bitterness free. And you know how beautiful it is to live a life bitterness free, no longer just think of enmity, trying to revenge, somebody would hurt me, I want to hurt him. If somebody really hits me on one cheek, is it possible to turn the other? This is what Jesus told us. Some people say, you're crazy. How? Well, yes, we want to love everybody. And those that are in need, I think of uh, just uh, a month ago, we have now Yemenis from the country of Yemen that come to Jordan. And there are these two ladies coming to visit us in our office, all covered. And as they sat down, uh, two hours before that, I got a call from a friend actually from the American embassy, a believer. I said, hey, look, I have a washing machine that I want to give out. Would you like to give us somebody? Of course. You know, we can take all kind of help. And uh, so... Two hours later, these Yemeni ladies come and they're at the office and they said, look, look at our hands, you know, with cracks and all that. We are 11 at home, a very simple place. 
And we really need the washing machine. <laughs> I see that uh, God has a sense of humor, you know, at that time. I said, look, yeah, there is one for you. What? You can provide something? I said, well, the Lord does. And I remember these two ladies said, well, tell us more, you know. We don't see that from our religion and the people around us. I, we want to know more. I tell you, in one hour's time, together with my staff, we, we could see these two ladies really confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Isn't that wonderful? Can we give God glory? And that's not the end of the story. They went back and shared their story with the family. Uh, a month later, I come to the office, or two weeks later, I come to the office, and there is one of them there. She said, look, we really don't have anything to eat at home. We really don't. Would you help us, please? I said, yeah, sure. We gave them some amount, and they went and uh, bought some stuff. But at the same time, I felt with a friend of mine to go and visit them at home. As we carried, uh, you know, food and vegetables and fruit and especially bananas for, for the kids and went into a very poor home, as we entered, there were a lot of tears coming down. And I, I told this lady, so how are things going? She said, I saw a dream last night. I said, okay. She said, I saw a dream and I looked around and there's really nothing in our home, nothing. It's, it's just empty. And then the door opened and I saw a lot of fish coming into the house and it was laid on the table. And now I can see all this stuff right in my own eyes. I told her, okay, tell me who provided this for you? And in a loud voice, he said, it is Jesus Christ. And I thought, wonderful. How, how wonderful. Let's get, give God glory. Amen. What does it cost, guys? What does it cost just to go, you know, out of our comfort zone and do something little for Jesus? You see lives coming to him. You see people confessing that Jesus Christ is their Lord and miracles happen. I tell you, Real miracles happen. While maybe in some seminaries they're still discussing if miracles happen in the 21st century, these guys are experiencing them. You know, so they're asking this man, you were blind? And you see, no, no, we don't believe it. He said, believe it or not, I was blind and now I see. Why to continue to, to, to discuss, you know, if, if this is real or not? It is real. It's happening in people's lives. A Yemeni man uh, that we visited uh, a couple of years ago to find that he was diagnosed with cancer in his throat and he could not speak. You know, we hardly could hear him. Sometime later on, well, at that time, actually with a team that came actually from the United States and we prayed for him and anointed him with oil, believing that the Lord will touch his, his body and heal him. Sometime later on, he comes to the office and this man is, is just speaking with a nice, beautiful voice. And I said, well, wow, what happened? He said, that day when you came and prayed for me, I felt like electricity coming from my head to toe. And then later on, I went to check. And the doctor said, you're cancer free. It's gone. <laughs> Give God the glory. Now, what does it take? to go and visit somebody in his little home, not only believing in helping him with some maybe food, medicine, some care, but beyond that, 
people are traumatized. When I think of one and a half million refugees today from Syria, from Iraq, from uh, Yemen, from other places, they come and find refuge in our little, little country. What do we do? Are we going just to forget and go and live our normal life? Guys, we are here Sunday morning. It's beautiful to be in church, but real Christianity is not here. The real Christianity is when we go out and we see a need. When we see somebody crying out for help, asking for that love that has hands and feet. You see, love without hands and feet, and the book of James speaks about that so clearly. That's not the Christian love. This is just infatuation. I love somebody, you know, because I need something from him. You see, that's the difference between love and lust. Love means I love you, I want to give you. Lust, I, want, I love you, I want to get something from you. Let's not go and get something from people for our well-being. Let's go there and sacrificially be giving to people. It's just wonderful to see how God works. I'm going to show you some uh, maybe photos of some of the things that the Lord is um, helping us with to help the refugees in particular. So um, last winter, um, it, it gets cold in Jordan, uh, and then all the refugees are going to their homes. You see them really in, in need. Uh, so the Lord help us, and actually with donations from you guys and other churches, uh, to provide about 10,000 uh, blankets uh, to the refugees. And it's just wonderful to see them coming and leaving with a blanket or two uh, or more. What does it take? Something small to contribute? to get blankets for people. I mean, did you thank the Lord that you have a nice bed this morning? How many did? I don't want to see hands. Maybe you will forget. Sometimes we forget the blessings that we have. You know, I almost forgot. I don't remember that I thanked the Lord for my lungs, for example, until I had COVID last, you know, February. And at that time, so, you know, with the hard breathing and went to the ICU and the intensive care unit, you know, at that time. And uh, the doctors tried everything. And at the end, they said to my family, sorry, there is no way. Uh, it'll be just ours. You know, and then that breathing was so difficult to the minute I said, Lord, okay, may it be your will. But there were many, many people, I literally in thousands praying for, for healing and at four o'clock in the morning, as one of my sisters was on her knees all night praying, she saw these letters in light, you know, says, I bring you a great joy. And at that time, the King of Kings appeared. And I tell you, this is not a story or a fairy tale. It really happened when Jesus came and touched my body and brought life back. In the morning when the doctor came, the specialist, to find an empty bed, there I was with a smile from heaven. He looked at me and he said, you made it. I said, no, it wasn't me. He said, medically, you're impossible. I said, okay, what do you think? He said, it must be God. I tell him, let me tell you, God, it's the God that I actually worship and follow. 
And I told them about Jesus Christ that passed by during the night and brought life to me. Now, this may sound like a strange story to somebody, but let me tell you, I was blind and now I see I was almost there. Lord brought me back. But praise God. Okay, well, the big question, why did the Lord brought me back? Just to live a normal life? Did he bring me back just to continue my living, work, get, you know, funds for the family, enjoy cruises, if it continues to be, or just serve him and love him? Let's see the next slide and just show you more of what God can do through dedication of our life. This little baby here had a problem with heart and was just at the edge of, uh, of dying. And the Lord helped us to help this little baby with an open heart surgery. And it just was a success and just came back to life. And the parents came. It's a long story because of time. I'll just make it short. The parents came after she was fine. And we took this photo. And the father said, and now he's from Syria, from a Muslim background. He said, why do you care? Why do you come and help? this little baby with a very costly uh, operation. I said, well, I'll tell you. And we told him about Jesus Christ, how he loves us and how he helps us to help others. He said, I want to know more about this. He said, I love reading. Is there anything I can find? I said, well, I have a good book for you to read. <laughs> so I brought him a New Testament. He said, I'm going to read it from the beginning to end and find out why do you do this? You see, once, once we just bring that word in their mouth, why? Why is it? Why are you different? What is it about you that we don't see in other people? It is Christ in us that is the hope that we need to share with the people. So next slide. And we just see a couple more. So we just bring food to people. They come and... We were able to help literally thousands of people. And uh, right at COVID time, there was a lockdown in Jordan at some time. And uh, we got a special permission from the governor of Amman and went to visit families. And in one time, we knocked at the door and there comes a lady um, to discover that she, was, uh, she lost her husband uh, in war uh, in Syria, a widow with two orphans, uh, her children. She said, well... For two days, we have not eaten anything. Why do you come and help us at this time? What is the reason? I mean, we were expecting people from our neighbors, from the mosque, from those that are our people. Why do you just come and help us? And we did tell them, we did tell her. And I remember the words that she said, I want what you have. Isn't this amazing? You know, when we share God's love in that way, people will ask us. You know, I have a saying that I quoted many, many times. I love to quote it again. That says, when people hear the music of our lives, they'll ask for the words. They'll ask for the lyrics. They just want to see and hear a different type of music. The music of heaven. And I tell you, at the end it will make sense. 
let's see the next couple of, I know time is up, but, uh, um, you know, just continuing to help people. Yes, and the next slide, more stuff to give to others uh, that are in need. We also help people with education. Uh, we give goats uh, for people, you know, for investment. They uh, get the milk um, and then education uh, for kids that need it. Try always to share God's love in a practical way. And finally, I would just share, um, of course, there's medical assistance at the same time and uh, helping the crowd of people to know more about Jesus in a practical way. Well, my final minute, just to pray for Suzanne and I, as we, we have three children and two grandchildren, uh, we are honored to serve the Lord. And we want to thank you guys for partnering with us, for your love and your support. It just makes it possible for us to be out there in the front lines, to go and share with our neighbors. And who is my neighbor? My neighbor is the one that Jesus died for. That includes everybody. Let's go there and tell them about him. To God be all the glory. Amen.